Welcome to On The Couch with James Field and Ian Harris. It's episode 154 for the 18th of November, 2010. James, welcome back to the couch. And you, Ian. It's been a little break. Well, there's been some international running about going on, but uh, here Indeed. we are, and an amazing array of news to uh, stacks of news. We're going to so, talk about what's happening in the world of broadcast and entertainment t- technology, with a bit of a uh, sort of some clues as towards some business stuff, some technology stuff, bit of content delivery, some mobile action, bit of gaming stuff, and uh, the other category, which has a few interesting. You found some interesting things this week, James. Well, yes, I do like to. <laughs> to find the odd interesting bit and bob here and there. Fantastic. So um, straight in there, mm-hmm. um, Nintendo. Yeah, so Nintendo uh, reporting that they've lost $24.7 million uh, in the first half of, in their last half reports, last half year reports, mm-hmm. uh, which considering that they were doing so well with yeah, the Yeah, they Wii were the golden the boy, weren't they? Yeah, the, uh, exactly. The, the, uh, so what's uh, happened? I mean, they haven't come out with the 3D DS. That's they haven't. Been and delayed. they really need to do something because uh, apparently there's two effects happening. The first is that uh, the iPod Touch is eating into the DS yeah, uh, sure. revenues and the Wii has slipped like 34% as well. So really? everyone who's ever going to buy a Wii has got one. Uh, and <laughs> and uh, the DS is, you know, everyone's, everyone's playing with, with iPods. Well, I guess, now. I mean, kids today, I mean, my, my look at my kind of nieces and stuff, they've got, mm-hmm. um, they've got DS, but now they've got iPods. Uh, I don't think they've got iPod touches, but they're uh-huh. clearly you know, looking into that kind of realm. So, yeah, maybe um, unless they come out, I think they've shelved the ideas for the Wii 2 as well. Oh, really? That's a shame because, uh, well, I guess they needed to do, they need to do something even more now because with the Kinect coming out for the Xbox. Well, it's out. I'm sorry. Out, it's yes. just too slow. <laughs> <laughs> out and hacked, no less. Yeah. Uh, and the uh, PlayStation Move as well. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. they've lost their edge in terms of uh, human movement interfaces. Uh, so they need to do something else. Hopefully the 3DS uh, will uh, pick them up in... But I mean, that's March 2011. That's still another six months away. I think that, as we've talked before, I think it must be some... You know, because it's one of these um, screens that needs to be really carefully aligned. Mm-hmm. And you want to get it right. Yeah. yeah. So moving on, um, you've got a story here about Sky Anywhere. Yeah, so we've got a, a presentation by BSKB Chairman Mar- James Murdoch, who's... Basically, come out with a few statements about Sky Anywhere. Now, Sky Anywhere uh, is their strategy. Now, what does it actually do? Actually, I'm just. <laughs> I guess it's maybe like the BBC is doing their iPlayer. Want mm-hmm. to do that internationally to make mm-hmm. the programs where they're allowed to? They've got the rights; they can sell them internationally. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, Sky is quite a big program producer themselves. Mm-hmm. So, of course, where they've got. I mean, obviously, sports would, they wouldn't probably be able to do because they've got territorial rights. But yeah, true. Their own stuff. I'm thinking mm-hmm. you know, they've got to decide whether to. Um, Mm. sell it or let people just pirate it on BitTorrent the standard exactly. kind of way so. so he's talking about consuming Sky movies on your Xbox uh, watching stuff on your laptop so uh. exactly and they've, they've got a few of those out there already so. mm. um, now technology now I don't know how disruptive this stuff is but well I've watched the video James and those videos are very disruptive but I don't know yeah. about the technology so <laughs> and this looks like some you know like a super sensor that can see through walls clothes you mm. name it it's like mm. the new x-ray machine well it's kind a- of like a better um, 
electrical sensor. Uh, mm. And by electrical, I mean uh, can sense things like your heartbeat or your muscle movements. But this is um, like the things that sharks have on the sides of their bodies or whatever. But it's we can now stick that in an iPhone. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. So we can tell if someone's getting agitated. We can read the electrical signals in their body, but at a distance, right? Mm. Yeah, so they, I mean, the, the videos that they've got showing on the website... Mm-hmm. Uh, show looking at a basically an ECG, and the lady who's demonstrating it is has got the sensors on the other side of her clothes, as opposed to having to have you know skin, uh, contact, skin kind of contact and gel and all sorts Ooh. of stuff. So that's cool. And they were showing how you could see basically on on their little graph the the muscle movements of eyes, so you could tell where you were looking by placing electrodes around your head. Um, and it's all passive. They don't. It's not like vaping you with X-ray. So it's really just reading. It's like an yeah. MRI, but with a sensor kind of thing. Yeah. So that's that's pretty cool. If we can incorporate some of those things, and um, I don't know, we're we gonna get some some because you know those kind of mind reading. Uh, yeah. We're gonna talk yeah. about that in a sec, actually. But uh, some of the mind reading sensors presumably would be better off if they had some of these. Uh, fantastic well, they are getting sensors. better. I've seen some other stuff relating to that, where you know they they can read stuff, we can go through your hair and things like that. So mm-hmm. I guess basically the sensors are getting more more sophisticated. But I think you know, is it disruptive? I don't know. Read the show notes, readers, listeners. Yep. Let us know. Take a look. Yeah, absolutely. Good on to Plessy and the University of Sussex. Fantastic. Excellent. Um, right. What was the next thing? Oh uh, yeah, um, holograms. Holograms. How cool is this, James? This is awesome. So you know, you know the the famous scene where uh, Princess Leia is saying. Help me, Help everyone. Me look. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, and, I am uh, your sister. No, I, I, <laughs> no, no it's later. Okay. Uh, so this is real-time holograms being transmitted and reproduced. Uh, now they're they're only every two seconds, so it's not like it's you know the frame um, rate's pretty low. <laughs> that's the, that's like the, a half. <laughs> yeah, half a frame a second. Half a FPS. Yeah, uh, but uh, it's a good pro- good bit of progress on actually transmitting real time. We haven't got a lightsaber yet either, so you know. Mm, no, we need a, we definitely need both. But I don't yeah. know if if you can do three D using two cameras, mm-hmm. do you really need holograms anymore? I mean, have holograms kind of well, that's glassesless stuff isn't it well, that's so you, true and i guess you can also glasses. you can also move around it while you're actually watching it and have different perspectives exactly. so, and yeah, i have I seen some pretty cool uh, holograms and it basically it just means you've got to pulse the laser a bit faster and it's having i guess some funky screen that mm. do that on i love the pictures in these kind of press i don't know who did the press release for this they're always quite dodgy it's like well where does that come from again there's a video cool. here um yep do have a look again a university thing i guess university of arizona mm. so a lot of good research going on. I mean, yeah. if we can, that, that would actually be really cool. If you could actually reproduce someone in a conference call and you could kind of, I don't know, you could... I guess it's not colour as well. It's like the, you know, even uh, in Star yeah. Wars, it wasn't colour Princess Leia, that's was true. it? I mean, if it, if it was black and white in Star Wars, then that's okay, surely. Yeah, maybe it was. I can't remember. No, I think it was like green or something. Yeah. Mm. Well, if you do know, just send us <laughs> feedback at onthecouchpodcast.com. What, what colour was Princess Leia? <laughs> and uh, we'll uh, send you a prize. I think she was green or slightly green. Um... <laughs> Uh, so into uh, content delivery. Yes. Um, there's a boxy box is launched as well, isn't it? Yes, um, and there's reviews out for that. And the reviews no are sort of, on it. No, but uh, the, the reviews are generally like, well, yeah, they've taken their time to get there. They've changed the chips halfway through. The user mm. interface is a bit behind now, uh, but the service is generally solid. So that's... And doesn't have any content. <laughs> that's <laughs> that is fine. <laughs> Uh, and uh, Hulu Plus itself has dropped its prices now to $7.99 a month. Presumably that's in response to the Netflix uh, equivalent kind of price war that's going on. This is all good for consumers, so we're finally... Well, I guess it's more finding out what the sweet spot is. I mean, mm. Mm. I mean you've got you to 
got to hang around long enough to actually survive in this business, but also get a yeah. price that uh, consumers are willing to pay. Have you, I mean, your mission to do, um, you know, cut, be a cord cutter, basically. Mm. How's that working out? Well, uh, so I've got SkyPlayer working on my laptop. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got an Apple TV, which um, now I'll need to go and get a TV in order to plug it into. <laughs> <laughs> There's a minor problem there. Uh, it was, I was actually going to test it out quite It's HDMI only, and you it's don't It's only got that. HDMI, so I have no other way of... So what kind of muppet are you? You've got an Apple TV. Is it just, is it like a, it's a cup warmer? Is that it? It is. Um, But uh, (laughs) the Apple TV coaster edition. Exactly. I was going to get a Google TV, but I thought, ah, $300. Yeah. Uh, And then, yeah, well, anyway, so, uh, and I've ordered a, I've tried to order a boxy box, but um, I don't have a right credit card for the right country. So. Um, I'll have to try again on that now that well, it's I actually been released. In, in the UK, I thought you could grab one. It of those, was but. generally released, but um, at the time when I tried, it wasn't out for the UK or Ireland just yet. Yeah. Uh, so the, the mission continues, James, and mm. uh, I'm very hopeful that uh, I can continue to try and not get my content from any normal source. Um, <laughs> Legitimately, <laughs> we Legitimate, exactly. That is the present, the, the pretense. You know, trying yeah. to do it actually. Legitimately, so. Mm. Um, so moving on now onto mobile news, um, we've got an interesting app here that, uh, as you know, the the, uh, the iOS, the Apple phones, uh, yep. and iPads don't do Flash. Uh, Unless in my one does, but oh, yeah, you're do. special. <laughs> <laughs> I'm special. Uh, but here's a very interesting way of solving this problem, and uh, the Skyfire web browser. The way it works is it actually slurps up the Flash uh, onto its server and then plays it back out as an HTML5. Uh, media. So it must basically play it back in a server space, do a video capture and re-encode it as kind of, yeah, some other exactly. format. But I guess it doesn't make it very interactive. I don't know how, it's pretty clever well, stuff, HTML5 I guess. HTML5 is interactive, so it's kind of basically yeah. a Flash to HTML5 translator. And I think what happened is, yeah, they kind of brought down their servers because it was so popular that their <laughs> yeah. servers couldn't cope with yeah, the... It went uh, to number one on the, uh, the iPhone app store yeah. and crash. So I must admit I haven't had a look at this because they haven't come out with an iPad. Uh, an iPad one, mm-hmm. um, but I must—I don't really miss Flash on my iPad. Must admit. Well, I mean, there's quite a few iPad-y sort of things anyway. So you know, if you can get exactly. a native app for it, then even better. That's. Yeah, I mean, occasionally you go fantastic. to a website which is typically kind of smaller businesses that have paid mm-hmm. some third party to do a one-time mm-hmm. super sexy Flash thing, which they can't update. <laughs> right. And there's no HTML alternative, so mm-hmm. that's where it becomes a bit of a pain. So. So uh, we've also got uh, Google Voice has been released for the iPhone now, finally after 14, 15 yeah, months in but again, only US, right? Yeah, now, I did actually have this on my last US phone that I don't have anymore, but mm-hmm. um, I don't think my account's kind of accessible anymore, so that's a shame. You have to, there's a kind of magic way of adding yourself to the US iTunes store in order to be able to download this, but uh, so it's kind of a shame the rest of the world can't use it. I'm surprised I haven't actually moved that on to the rest of the world just yet, but... Um, well, they've got to make peace with the telcos. <laughs> yeah, yes, they have interconnect. Um, and Skype presumably has a similar kind of problem in a way. Mm. You can create yourself a Skype number in the US, mm-hmm. but as long as you top it up with credit, which Google Voice is kind of free, isn't it? Yeah, it's all free, 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 extra free with added freeness, which is why mm. everyone's a little bit concerned about it. But um, I don't know, it's, it wasn't quite as seamless or didn't, didn't actually work as well as I would have hoped when I, when I tried it out. I so. think there's another app a friend of mine was talking about called WhatsApp, which WhatsApp, is a... Uh-huh an IP-based video, picture, and messaging service right. um, with push notifications. So, again, with iOS 4.2, you can keep your right, keep nice. the app open the whole time, mm. and basically you can have constant conversations with your buddies without mm-hmm. paying for mm. voice or mm. um, 
SMS charges. That's cool. I mean, the, the fact that the iPhone now you can run the apps in the background and keep them running. Fantastic. You have Skype. I have Skype running all the time now and just chat and all. Um, well, there was me thinking you had call forwarding. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. fantastic. It's great. Yeah. Well, I'll wait for it to come to, to uh, the old uh, iPad because there's been a bit of a delay there. So. Oh, that's a shame. I, I still can't believe they don't have video chatting yet on iPhone 4 for Skype, but I'm sure it's coming. And my, my parents recently got a new TV, which while I was uh, visiting them a couple of weeks ago, I managed to get a uh, organizer connection from the Ethernet out of the TV to the wireless, so a kind of wireless Ethernet bridge, got that connected, yeah. set up and running, and that gave them Skype on the television. Uh, which actually worked really well. It was surprisingly good, except, um, uh, I mean, James, we're doing Skype at the moment and your, your head's kind of a, almost kind of head size on my screen here and my laptop, <laughs> but in my parents' in television, it was like, yeah. ah, now we've got an enormous person on the screen. <laughs> but normally, I mean, the Skypes I've seen on TV, you can adjust the sort of zoom of the camera. Of your local camera, probably, but not of the... Um, not of the remote, yeah. yeah. I mean, if, you, if, once you have a full screen, it's kind of... If you screen. ring up Fisheye Freddy, you're going to have um, <laughs> some kind of issue there, aren't you? Um, which I guess is why, well. I mean, both of our Skype cameras now have got head tracking, so they yeah, you do end up with time. full full screen head. <laughs> um, so, I guess in the gaming side, we, we talked earlier on about this, the new Plessy sensor that can read stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, this is another... Thing on the gaming side, Emotive is one of the companies. I think it's NeuroSky and Emotive are the two yes. in both California-based. Um, and they've got some new transceivers which can blonk on your head and make you look less of a <laughs> sensible <weirdo>. person. <laughs> um, but wireless real-time brainwave acquisition device. You know, it does sound <laughs> a bit futuristic. I I've seen one of these actually, and um, it work. Well, I've only seen it. I haven't had a go. I think you have yeah. to train it. Right. Um, but I'm also, you know, sceptical. <laughs> is, is it reading brainwaves or is it reading, you know, muscles? Well, you can think up to 13 gaming applicable cognitive actions and the yeah, actions are left, right, pull, push, lift, drop or rotate and vanish, which I don't know. Do they pick particular concepts think, that are kind I of... I think it's when you shut your brain. eyes. Maybe you shut your eyes and you vanish. <laughs> it's like the ostrich mode. Maybe. You know, that's the... Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm sure it is genuine, genuine kind of thinking, but you need 14 sensors plugged into your head somehow. And well, the little kind of pads, which right. um, you can vaguely see them in the show notes on the picture of this uh-huh. model who's kind uh-huh. of wearing it and trying not to be too embarrassed. And <laughs> well, I think that beautiful people, beautifully able to model your... Um, yeah, I don't get... I'm sure she's had that <laughs> neck hair brushed. I, um, <laughs> I don't see uh, what, why you need that thing poking out of the back. No. But um, except to balance the basically the fifteen fingers on the front of your head, it's like a Vulcan mind meld. <laughs> um, yep. So I, I don't know if anyone's had a go of one of these and thinks it's useful, other than a present someone bought you and you know, mm. uh, fourteen hours of continuous operation. Woohoo! Um, it's an article about. I mean, it's based on a, a press chip. release, I presume. But yeah, it's a new chip which <clears throat> powers this new. I guess it's like the version two point of the emotive headset which makes right. it more responsive right um i don't know the, i mean the fact they're going on about it could be the the, the next must-have product level situation for this kind of device it's like well if it was like reading my mind and i could write things down for example like dictate a letter or i don't know navigate something but anything <laughs> is almost always easier to do with your hands to control something anyway so well there's also a gyro sensor so you can use it to point at the screen with your nose or something you know <laughs> yeah. so it could be you know, whichever way you're looking so it could do you but then i guess something like this coupled i mean it's almost it is getting towards immersive mm-hmm. uh, but we mentioned the connect earlier on mm-hmm. um i didn't realize the connect could move up and down 
Yeah, was a bit, that's cool, isn't it? Um, which is the first hack I saw with it kind of moving up and down. Um, I do like the idea of the uh, the connect being able to kind of you know do uh, just just know who you are and uh, talk to you personally and understand you have voice recognition. That sounds. I that think sounds that's the demo cool. version. All oh, right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it does look very good. I've seen the the tech and had some discussions. Mm-hmm. I think it will it will evolve, mm. um, especially as they seem to have sold quite a few of them. Um, on the gaming side, I've I've got hands on Call of Duty Black Ops. Mm, um, what do you reckon? It's good. It's pretty much like the first kind of version, mm-hmm. but and I realised that because my screen's so big, it makes me difficult. I'm not a very good gamer because I mean you've seen my screen in. It's it I mean I can't joke. see. <laughs> I mean I cannot see. You know you normally have to just like shoot something. Mm-hmm. It takes me so long to look around the screen <laughs> to see where this thing is that I'm supposed to shoot. That normally it's oh you've run out of time. It's right, like right. Uh, so and if someone's shooting at you, it takes a while to find them. It's not like oh there they are because you're right. You know, you're, right. My field of view is, a, is. I think a poor gamer blames your screen. But anyway. <laughs> no, but it's true. If you have a smaller screen, it's easier mm, to right. see what's right. going on. Anyway, so uh, um, listeners, just so just so you understand, James has a kind of home theater setup where. Uh, I mean, it's great for movies and stuff. It's fantastic. It's, it's awesome. Big. But, um, yeah. uh, maybe um, for, but anyway, this is about 3D. Shoes. So it's mm. 3D. On, I haven't tried the 3D version. Mm-hmm. It's got 3D in built. That's pretty cool. That would be... Yeah. I've seen in the really US good. for like a thousand dollars, you can get a 50 inch 3D screen. Oh, it's so cheap in the US. It's two sets of glasses and everything. So, mm. I, mean, yeah. I mean, aside from synchronizing a, a, an, infra- an infrared LED synchronizing with the frame rate of what it's actually displaying at. There is absolutely no new technology required. No, exactly. It's just in the TV. It's outrageous how they update the prices based on something that doesn't actually take any new technology. Well, to do. I think we should all take a class action suit as early adopters. On <laughs> That's the right. We paid way too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and oh, Ian, you can fess up to your CRT display. Um, <laughs> Don't tell anyone. <laughs> now uh, we mentioned the um, the Connect. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought this was quite a funny story. It's a great where, story. Um, part of the, 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 a lot of the games coming out of the connector, I just aimed at female gamers or whatever, but they're, mm-hmm. they're a lot of sort of follow the movements of the on-screen instructor, whether it's dancing or exercise right. or cool. some of them, you pretend to be an animal and stuff, but obviously <laughs> okay. it's a camera right. and a lot of the games, mm-hmm. if you've got an Xbox 360 account or whatever, yep. take a video of you doing it. Right. I mean, it is, um, it is a camera essentially. So the fact yeah. that it saves it is like, exactly. Yeah, you know, not too hard. So they take a video and they post it to your Xbox <laughs> account, <laughs> apparently, oh, no. by right. default. And oh, um, I see. some poor person here was dancing with no clothes on, <laughs> and, and he said, "Help! Um, help! How do I delete these photos?" <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Um, well, hopefully not. I haven't looked at this, um, but it's a quick lesson in why you shouldn't connect naked. That's the, <laughs> exactly. Um, so you know. Someone could be watching you. Don't. Um, <laughs> that's pretty funny. Yeah, um, so, so that's Dance Central, apparently, that uh, you shouldn't do naked. So yeah, well, uh, it's, it's a, probably a good idea generally not to play video games naked. <laughs> I think that's. A, I think you know I think at least a good you know, general call. Wear pajamas at least. <laughs> so just uh, just while we're in games, James, uh, just some late breaking news. The the on live gaming service where you actually have a, uh, the game rendered on a server and sent to you by video. Uh, they've actually released a mini console. So for $99, you can listen and watch your game on your television without requiring uh, a PC to do it. So up till now, oh, yeah, no, I've, I've seen that. It's an HDMI in out kind of thing. It's yeah, a bit like a Google fantastic. TV, but. Um, yep. Yeah. And uh, people have tried it, and it works pretty well. So that's that's the the last missing bit to be able to do it on yeah. your on your TV. As long as you're close to their servers. Ah, uh, yes. So you do need a big fat Ethernet connection. Yeah, but they do need to do some sort of psycho visual 
stuff to make sure it looks like you're doing things like mouse movements and things like that. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. At the end of the day, monkey brains are quite easily fooled, as we know. Um, <laughs> Fantastic. James, so, uh, in the other category, you've got some very interesting stories here. So, um. <laughs> Okay, well... I still haven't seen Iron Man 2, I must say, at this point. Uh, don't worry, it's a crap movie. I mean, the first 20 <laughs> minutes is all right, then it's just rubbish. But okay, but this is a kind of, on the Iron Man theme, mm-hmm. there's, um, I think it's, is it DARPA, the guys in the US that mm-hmm. put the money mm-hmm. out and say we want something to allow soldiers to carry yep. vast amounts of stuff. Mm-hmm. So those clever people in, um, is it sort of, what's, is Raytheon mm-hmm. have uh, made an Iron Man suit, which looks great until you see there's a big cord to the massive battery pack at the back so i think the, you, know, you need a tony stark power thing in your chest um, <laughs> exactly. but this guy is kind of pretty agile mm. have you seen the video i haven't seen the video i sort of think he's like smashes through some wooden blocks and stuff and cool. does a bit of boxing and he's mm. doing some push-ups with a i don't know it looks like the battery on his back but uh <laughs> it must be pretty heavy i guess no, it's quite a it's quite a good kind of thing and obviously this has been shown in lots of kind of movies the alien mm-hmm. one and mm-hmm. avatar has got some kind of exoskeleton-y robot-y thing mm-hmm. um but uh the suit gives us wearer 17 times more strength um, fantastic and the battery lasts for two minutes um, <laughs> yeah that's right oh, I'm so, and, you know, he's not carrying any heavy weapons it's just for carrying yeah. stuff around so right. i guess you know at the end of the day not everyone's a frontline soldier there's a lot mm-hmm. of unloading and loading and mm. I know it's from true. my military experience that ammo and guns are heavy. So exactly. Uh, exactly. there we go. Um, so that's one thing. Yeah, that's very cool. Although I would, I would prefer if it was actually kind of more Iron Manish. So I yeah, mean, if it doesn't fly, it doesn't count. I'd, <laughs> well, I'd, yeah, I'd send true. them back and say, yeah, I want one that flies. <laughs> yeah, if it flies. Uh, but if you actually had something that actually protected you from bullets while giving you the same strength as normal, that would be be worthwhile because obviously you know big metal things are i just make rude signs at the enemies <laughs> that's they, right. hey, you can't shoot me and then they'd, they'd come up with a rocket propelled thingy <laughs> oops you'd run very fast um so uh i i we've got a link here in the show notes but i, I haven't got the stuff here but um mm-hmm. have you seen this video israeli army makes robot snakes oh yeah the video is fantastic so <laughs> <laughs> this again is a autonomous robot which is basically mm-hmm. a kind of it's a snake. It's a, well, it's kind of a snake. along like a snake. It's fantastic. <laughs> but obviously, there's a lot of double entendre in here because it's a British <laughs> website, the register. Israeli trouser snake robot, they call it. Um, <laughs> That's right. It's quite a funny read, so I advise you to go through the show notes, yep. take a look at Definitely that. And the video is actually quite cute. So. The video is quite cute, but the, the upshot of the video is um, this is basically a robot thing with a camera on the front which would mm-hmm. go into a, a space, and apparently it would just explode. Right. There's a kind of... Okay, so it sneaks up on you and then just goes... And then it explodes. Right. So they're trying to make it yeah. a bit smaller or something and get it to right. do other things, just surveillance as opposed to mm. seek and destroy. So that's quite cool. Um, Very cool. And last but uh, not least, mm-hmm. I thought this was quite interesting, which is um, a guy from the Royal College of Art mm-hmm. um, who... I don't know how they cook these projects up, but uh, <laughs> basically he was trying to build a toaster mm-hmm. and he went into his local kind of store and mm-hmm. you can get them for what five dollars three ninety nine over here you can buy a toaster yeah um and he was saying well if i was trying to make a toaster with all mm-hmm. the, the plastic and the mm-hmm. iron and copper and the wires and everything if he was trying to make one from scratch could he do it like um, how, how from scratch do we mean here like i think he went down a mine and got some uh, got <laughs> some really? iron ore Fantastic. and then he was trying to work out how to make iron ore into iron <laughs> and right. he was trying to get some oil and then trying to turn yeah. it into so he, <laughs> he did all this for some reason skype <laughs> wow. things your microphone is your head um it does. 
um so sorry about that listeners um but yeah so he goes through these kind of things and it's i only saw a little bit of it and he Mm -hmm. was basically he found someone that had a patent on how to smelt iron ore in a domestic microwave all right and a couple of microwaves later he managed to make something (laughs) the size of a sort of a a, um a small coin wow Um, that's that's pretty impressive and it took him i think it took him to start a couple of years or something but exactly it's one of these things that all the things we use in modern day life Mm -hmm. There is probably no one person who could work out how to mm. make any mm. of those things. Mm. Exactly, because we're all depending on so much other stuff that's kind yeah, of and, I mean, already manufactured. Now, how do you make plastic? I've got, I mean, it comes from oil, I think, but I'd have to yeah, work exactly. out how you that's do amazing. it. That's amazing. That's a good point, yeah. Um, and it, I guess it does make you think about all the things around you and mm. could mm. you do it. And, um, and I guess this toaster apparently did at the end, after a couple of years, make a toaster which I think there's a picture in the show notes, looks vaguely like a poster, a toaster, sorry. But it, <laughs> right. well, I say vaguely, it's very vaguely. Uh, apparently it lasted about three seconds after he plugged it in before it blew up. <laughs> um, awesome, what a great, that's a, that's a well. Uh, <laughs> I mean, quite how that makes it an art project, I don't know. but No, but uh, definitely very interesting to explore. Yeah, and then just makes you think, every time, listeners, if you look around, you see some common, ordinary, everyday object. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking, a, you know, like a, a gadget just look at a you know, even mm, a glass could you things, how yep. could you make a glass or a, mm, you know, a, or a, a chair how could, could you make your own chair out of the things <laughs> it's made of interesting you know? yeah it's true it's weird stuff very so. cool well james that kind of wraps us up for episode 154 mm. good to chat with you i uh if any of our listeners have any any thoughts any feedback sent to feedback at on the couch podcast.com we always love hearing from you Yes, and uh, I also like hearing from you too. All right, I'll (laughs) chat to you next week. Okay, cheers everyone, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. This episode of On The Couch Podcast is brought to you by embeddedadventures.com, your source for embedded kits and things to play with. 